So I was supposed to make part two immediately after, but then I got super sick, and now two and a half weeks later, I'm back to um, finish up that episode that kind of just stopped uh, midway. So here it is. Um, welcome back. If you haven't heard that episode, it's okay. Um, it's got, like all brand new ideas, so it'll all like it'll also make sense what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I'm your host Laura Lynn, and this is another episode of Grand Spirits Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, just like finishing up from the last one about like relationships and not so much like relation. I mean, it could be like relationships like with another person, but I meant it more as in relationships like with ourselves, and it could be like just like how we say like as a whole like ourselves or it could be like the ego getting to know the spirit or the spirit getting to know the ego or even like the um conscious and the subconscious like all the different aspects of ourselves like this is like what I'm going to be talking about um about the different relationships between all of us um and I'm also going to be talking about relationships with money because I'm currently reading the book uh this is this is your destiny by Aliza Kelly, and um, in it, she talks about how money is emotional, and so whatever is going on in your astral plane is what is going to come into your physical plane as far as, like, abundance and wealth. Uh, So I'm going to be touching on that as well, which is what the the episode was supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about money. This is, like, now last year, like, five, six weeks ago, but, um, I'm going to be incorporating to this just because of everything that I've been learning uh, about myself and about the relationships that we need to build within each other in order, in, in, our, in ourselves, I mean, um, in order to um, raise your vibrations and to forgive yourself and to cleanse your chakras and everything just to help us be a little more balanced. So with that said... Um, Thank you for for listening, and if you're interested in learning more about that stuff, please stay tuned. Okay, so I'm just gonna like walk you through what happened over the last two weeks, um, and then since today is the day after uh, the full moon, like just so much came up for me, and so that's like what I also just really want to talk about. Okay, so over the last two weeks, uh, I think that I said in the last episode that when like spirit took over when I was at the rave, that I could like see this like illuminated path, and um, then then later that night I heard like I heard spirit say like tomorrow like don't do anything. And I think I did say it because then I said I recorded last episode in bed because that was like what I was called to do is just to have a day of rest and to not do anything and I completely failed because I ended up doing the podcast I came downstairs and I made bread I roller skated around the house like I was like pretty active and then I like drew some tarot cards for my husband and I and so what we did was I was actually like a pretty good tip even though I wasn't supposed to do anything that day but um I pulled um 12 cards and so one was for each month of the year and this I did this on the new moon 
So it was really interesting, like how um, how different but similar my husband's and mine were because like you could see like how they would go together, like depending on the months, like what kind of month we were gonna have. But then it was also like very personal. So it was cool because we obviously are our own separate people, but we come together in this marriage so that like this marriage makes us one. And so the tarot cards like reflected that as far as when we asked them like what the rest of the year is gonna look like. So that was really cool. And so I wrote everything down and. Um, then we like looked up the meanings because I am still pretty new to tarot so like I've been learning if you go to TikTok I guess what it means and then I actually like go and do research to see like what it actually means and so um, that's like what I've been doing but this we actually had to go and like do the research but that was like a pretty um, good tip and then we also uh, we do this every month we look at the five different aspects of life that um, Chris Plurd, that Chris Plurd, uh, he shared with us. So those were personal, professional, financial, health, and spiritual. And so with these five different aspects, we just like rated it one through 10, like how fulfilled do we feel in each of these aspects? Um, so yeah, so that was the new moon. So it's supposed to be my day of rest and, um, I didn't listen. So the next day I literally woke up with the worst headache ever. And then I tried to like come downstairs and like get some stuff done, but I just honestly could not. I was like, I felt so ill. Um, and then I had a fever and like cough, runny nose. Like it's basically just like, it was, I felt like a 24 hour flu didn't even last 24 hours though but um yeah so that's what happened and the next day honestly like I felt 10 times better I didn't have a fever anymore the fever lasted like maybe 10 hours and I was like pretty okay I just had like um a sore throat and then um just like a runny nose and stuff um, but then my husband caught it and then he had a fever, but like, it's like kind of typical. Like when we go to like a rave, like when I went to Coachella a couple years ago, I, there was so much dust that I was literally sick for like the next month after Coachella, because first of all, there's so many people and then all the dust and it was just like, not good. Like even when you, okay, this is too much TMI, um, but it was, it was really bad. Um, and and yeah, so like I expected to get sick, but I didn't think it was gonna be like coronavirus. And honestly, it, I don't really, I don't know. It didn't really feel like that bad. But um, we ended up going to get tested at my husband's work. And honestly, I didn't want to get tested. I'm like, you get tested, and then whatever you are, I probably am too. But they made me get tested too, and so we were both positive. And so it was kind of nice, like having my husband home for two weeks. So it was like two weeks of being with each other nonstop. And that has never happened in our entire relationship. We, um, yeah, like we, he's always working. And that's like been like one of like the major tiffs in our relationship. And I say it's a tiff because it's not like a full on fight, but I do get upset sometimes when he puts work first. Um, but, but yeah, so it was just really nice to like have him home for two weeks and for us to just like be together and so it was it was really nice um so anyway the whole point though 
is that when he was he's home, I didn't want to like leave his site and so I was just like with him like caring for him. I mean, he did he he did get it a lot worse than I. Like I said for me, I had like a small fever and then I was fine, but for him he had a fever over several days and um yeah, he needed to have his inhaler and like stuff like that. So like I did take care for him. And so that's one of the reasons why I didn't do um, a podcast. But then his grandfather passed away. And so then that was just like crazy, like with the family, like coordinating, like getting everything together. And so, um, so yeah, so that's why there hasn't been an episode in two weeks. And so that's what happened, um, why I was supposed to just like record them right after each other, but it just didn't end up working out that way. So now, um, like shifting here, um, I want to go into, um, this is your destiny. I'm going to be doing like the quotes, like how I normally do for like other books and, um, just like going over like what I, I've learned so far. Um, I have been going like super in depth with this book. It's kind of like, um, uh, Florence Gulishin's The Game of Life and How to Play. I always reference that book. But um, I literally went just like one week at a time just looking at one chapter. But what's interesting is that for the Florence Gulishin book, I did like that one chapter. I would read through it and then like get the quotes and then make the episode. And then I wouldn't look at the book again until the next week. But literally this book... The This Is Your Destiny by Aliza Kelly. Literally, I am, I've been in this book. I've read it a couple of times now, but I've only read the first three chapters. And it's, like, been blowing my mind. And so I, like, literally had, like, a full-on, like, crisis over the things that she says in here. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it has made me, like, really dig deep into myself And so this is how I'm going to be talking about the different types of relationships with everything that, um, like that, because of the questions that she poses and the insights that she has on her clients. And what's really beautiful is like at the beginning, the preface, she talks about how, um, that she talks about different clients to like have their stories, but the thing is that they're all us. And so I love the way that she has the book, um, laid out, um, by saying, like, if this resonates with you, like, awesome, but if it doesn't, like, here's, like, some advice, too, so, yeah, it's just a really good book, 100%, um, recommend, I'm obsessed, okay, and then I love how she also has, like, these little, uh, quotes before every chapter, and so the first one says, astrology is more than a practice it's a portal and so basically like that's what she's talking about in the first like the preface and then the first chapter that astrology like once you like really get to know yourself like you're literally it's like kind of like with the yellow book road thing i was saying before that like i you everybody has so many paths that they can take at any given moment But when you deeply understand yourself, that's how you let spirit take over. And so when spirit takes over, it's, it's like, like, you don't have to even think about like your path, (gasps) just like how you don't have to think about you breathing, you know, like I can focus, 
and I can breathe, but a lot of times just on autopilot, I don't have to think about that. Or even like when I'm drinking water, I don't have to think about all of the muscles contracting and allowing the water to go down my esophagus and not into my trachea (laughs) for the air. Um, And so, yeah, like, isn't that so amazing? And so, yeah, I keep saying, and so, and so, but um, yeah, so astrology is more than a practice. It's a portal. So once you get to know yourself, it's like a portal. You go into this like magical, like, I feel like it's like the rings um, or like the little thing that Dr. Strange has where it has like the little circular portal things. It's like that where like you're in the dark until you, until you have this knowledge about yourself, then you can like step into the light and then it's all going to be easy from there. Well, not easy, but at least you don't have to think about what path you're taking. Like that, like that worry and that doubt is gone. And I feel like that's where we're trying to move to by um, learning about astrology and learning more about ourselves and all of these different um, things. So, so yeah, astrology is more than a practice. It's a portal. So um, she starts off with an invitation, and it's, it's so beautiful the way she writes this. And then the preface, it's actually kind of like ominous because she talks about how COVID hit New York. And uh, like, obviously, we were all impacted by COVID, but it's like, it's different. I don't know, like reading this, it just like gave me chills. Like, I feel like even though like, yeah, my wedding was canceled and I was devastated by it. Like, it doesn't compare to what other people had to had to struggle with um, during these times. Um, like, I, during this whole, these last three years, I have, or not full years, but you know what I mean. Like, we've been this year three. And, like, I've mostly just stayed at home. And, like, how lucky am I that I can, that I have that, that, the ability to just stay home and dive deeper into myself and I feel like that's like one of the reasons like why capitalism exists is because when you have when you tell people I'm going on a tangent so let me tell you about this okay so the tangent is that um like with capitalism they force you to think that you aren't worth you don't you don't deserve things if you don't work hard like you're all you're all you're good for is how productive you can be and that's so not the case like at all um that's like why I hate especially now it's like really getting to me um that when we go when we see family in, in any capacity um the first question anybody ever asks is, how's work? And it's like that we have nothing more to contribute than how our work is because you know no one is ever going to say, like, when it's kind of like a how are you kind of a question. You say good whether you're good or not. Same thing with work. You say good whether it's good or not. And the thing is, is that even if you do love your work, like, let's like, Let's say in the perfect world, you love your job and you can't get enough of it. But if somebody asks you that, how's work? It's not like they're not asking 
to be like, tell me about all the different things that you're doing or like how cool your job is or why you love it. It's just the formality. And I hate that because like I I want to, to, if I could talk about this stuff every day with random people or even like family members, I would love that. But I can't. And I feel like that's like what's kind of cool about having like guests on the show because like we get to I get to talk of to about this kind of stuff with strangers. Um or even when I I was on a show um on Monday and it was really cool like talking to um to this guy who doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And so it was really cool uh, about it was that it was like the whole day after that, it was just like plaguing me. And I'm like, oh, I should have said this better or I could have said this or I shouldn't have said that. And I was just like analyzing it. And then spirit took over and was like, why are you like torturing yourself? It's out there. There's nothing you can do to take it back. Those were your words. And that's what that's who you are in the moment. And then then the full moon happened. And so I was like, wow, like the reason why I was stressing so much about it is because I haven't fully accepted all of this as my, as my identity. Because for the longest time, my identity has been teacher and it's no longer, that's no longer my identity. And like I said, like I had like a mini like um, identity crisis. I'm like, well, who am I if I'm not a teacher? And I'm going to get back into Eliza really quick. But the point, the point is with the whole like work thing is that that's like what is expected of us. That all we're good for is work and that should be our identity. And the thing is that we aren't our work. It could be a part of us, but it's not, it's not the whole lot. And that's like a really big lesson that I've learned um, recently. But um, but yeah, so back to the preface. So um, Aliza is talking about how, um, yeah, her experience with COVID. And then she like brings in Shakespeare and about like how he went through a, he went through a quarantine as well. And just like what all of this, um, all this meant and just like really like tapping into him because um, we all, everybody knows Shakespeare, you know, it's, he's like one of the greats. And I feel like so many of us like want to, like, honestly, it's like a real question. I really want you to think about this. Like, even if you don't like answer me directly, I mean, I'd love it if you like messaged me and told me your answer, but just think about it to yourself. Because I mean, I don't really, I don't know. Like I actually put this on, on my Instagram, um, to like actually pull this, but let me just say it. Um, I don't think that there's anyone. No, let me reword that. Just because I think it doesn't mean that everyone else thinks it. So, do you want to leave an impact in the world? Is that something that you crave? Do you want to be like Shakespeare where 500 years later, people are still talking about you? 
Is that what you want? I'm betting that almost everybody does. And I don't know if it's like a society thing where it's like, oh, his life is important, so we should remember him. And if you're a shoe shiner, then your life isn't worth remembering. I only use that example because I'm watching the last season of Riverdale and that's what happened to Hiram's dad. So, because I feel like even growing up, like everyone was like, oh yeah, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. So like, when do those dreams disintegrate? Or what, what, what makes those dreams go away? Because like, as like a teacher, I feel like everybody wants to be successful in some capacity. So it's just like, just food for thought, I guess. Um, because yeah, like when I was reading this, Aliza, I felt like she was tapping into like what I feel. And yeah, we're both um, Leo moons. I mean, not moons, Leo suns. But, and so like Leos like want to be out there in the spotlight and everything. But I feel like there's a lot of people that want that. Maybe not with writing like how Aliza and I are, but I feel like everybody wants to be known for something. And I feel like that's why so many kids nowadays, if you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? They either say YouTuber or professional um, athlete. Isn't that interesting? So if we're all craving this, I've said this before, like, if you, if you feel like you need to move to Miami, then that's for you. I don't feel the need to move to Miami, so that's not for me. And that's just an example, obviously, but it could be about anything, you know, about, like, jobs or even just, like, common decisions. That's why I love Casey Musgrave, too. She's like, if you, um, how does she say it, um... Just follow your arrow wherever you go, yeah. Follow your arrow wherever you go. Um, no, I mean, that's a song. It's called Follow Your Arrow, but I can't remember the exact wording of it, but basically she's like, um, so kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls. If you're, I feel like if, if you're into that, something like that, I don't know. I, I'm going to stop singing now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I like how she like puts it. Like if, if you, if, if that's, if that's where your arrow lies. Now I'm like curious and I want to like look up these lyrics. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like the point is, is that whatever is meant for you will come to you and, or, or you'll desire it. So the thing is, if we all want to be, famous and not necessarily famous in like a movie star way but if we all want to be known if we all want the recognition is it because you think that that's how you're going to feel love and so is it like a is it something like that um or is it because that's like a human thing that we want
Okay, here it is. So make lots of noise, kiss lots of boys, or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into. When the straight and narrow gets a little too straight, roll up a joint or don't. Just follow your arrow wherever it points, yeah. Follow your arrow wherever it points. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so if it's something that you're into, and roll up a joint or don't. And it's just like whatever, wherever your road leads, wherever spirit is taking you, because we all have different ways. And that's what's so beautiful about life is that we're all the same person the same they all have part of the same being in us we're just looking at it through a different perspective and i just think that's just so beautiful um but yeah so back to lisa about this like i feel like this is how i feel so if we all feel this way there has to be a reason why we all feel this way and I feel like that's what's so cool about social media is that we're able to express ourselves in all of these different ways. Or even like when it comes to like creativity, I feel like we all need to be creative in our own way. Like we're all like for me, what's something that I have no interest in doing? Um, Okay, so like with art, I love art, but I have zero interest in doing those art ones where it's like they um there's this guy who like literally drilled screws in and then like he colored each one of them and then it like made a face and I was just like what like blow my mind like I love watching those videos but I would never want to take the time to go and do all of that so like that's for him that's his path for me like I like my abstract art and I'll I'll show you some some pictures um or if you want to buy it you can too um yeah I just like really I'm just that's what I really want for 2022 is just like being more authentically me and I feel like I had been going down that path and then this full moon was just like you are but not really because look these are this is all the parts of you that you have pushed down that are now coming up so that you can be authentically you you have to accept all these other parts of yourself and so that's where I'm at right now. But, um, but, um, but yeah, the point is that we all want this. And so we should all be able to um, share our story for others to get to know our story so that we can grow um, the collective consciousness. We can all grow together. And what you love, no one else can do the way that you can do. Oh my gosh. Okay, so today in the morning I was watching TikTok and TikTok there was um I'll for sure post it um and I'm going to post it before I before I publish this so that for sure if you go look for it it'll be there. Um but yeah, TikTok uh the girl. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this girl First of all, I wasn't even like on that side of TikTok. I was literally looking at gardening stuff and it was on my For You page. It wasn't like I went to go like type in gardening. Um, it was just like this really cool, just like garden stuff. But the sound that they used was about posting, like being authentically you online and like posting whether it's cringeworthy or not. And then she even like, so then I like went to the sound and found her original 
And she's like, like pose the most cringing thing that you can because then that's how you know that it's really you, that you're not doing this for anybody else. Like you're literally posing this for you. And that's, that's where the magic is, you know? Like when you are so authentically you, you are so unique that nobody could ever do what you just did. And that's incredible. Um, while I was talking, what popped into my head was uh, Justin Bieber. I forget the song. I'll post it for sure about um, Jesus. And he's like, he doesn't say it. Someone else says it. But in the, in his song, he's like, why is nobody else like Jesus? There haven't like billions of people walked this earth. Why is nobody else like Jesus? Like what makes Jesus so special? And the thing is, is that Jesus chose to be authentically him when nobody else could or even believed, you know? Like nobody accepted him. Even his own family had a hard time slash didn't really accept him either, you know? So that's incredible. And that's what's so special about Jesus is that he, that's what, that's what Jesus is trying to teach us too. To be so authentically us that, that we become, that we get to his level where nobody else can be that person. Because the thing is that we are all, like, isn't it so incredible? Like, out of all the combinations of, um, of sperm and egg that could have created us in our parents, these were the two, these, like, those, these two gametes? were the ones that were chosen out of out of all of the millions of other op- like choices these two were choice were chosen to make a life and now here we are living isn't that crazy i just think that's just so incredible and it kind of goes like with the whole like big bang theory you know like everything had to be so perfect for this universe to get creative scientifically speaking um like the calcium levels and the nitrous nitrogen levels and the phosphorus levels and oxygen levels and everything you know it had to be all perfectly precise and I, i can't help but think that that is like the beginning of a new life is when these things like come together and like form life, like all of like these cells. And that's how you see like with the circles, I'll post that too. <laughs> it's like a circle and then like it becomes like a Venn diagram and then you get a third and it's like the Trinity and then you get a fourth, it's, like the tree of life or the flower of life. And then it just goes on forever. But that's like literally how cells um, duplicate. And that's like literally what happens when a woman is pregnant with the cells, it just like duplicates and then it turns into a whole human and then a soul get, comes into the human and then here we are. That's just so wild to me. Oh yeah, but the whole point is that the whole human is, you could say, is like God because all the different cells are like us that are a part of, of this being and that is what is magical too. So, oh man... I'm already half an hour in and I'm not even on the first page. I'm on like the preface, which is XV11. And I'm actually like, or it should be II1017. So minus 17 I'm at right now. 
Um, so yeah, basically that's what I was saying about this page is that if we all want it, like, why can't we all do it? Like, let's just get out there and do it. And I feel like I said this last one, or I don't know, but honestly, I'm telling you right now, like, computers are going to take over, but not like the way that we see, like, scary, like, on TV. Like, computers are, we're going to depend on computers so much more so that people can actually do what they want to do once capitalism comes down. And to remind you, Pluto, it's in, we're in Pluto's return this year for the United States. So that's how you know that, like, stuff's going to be going down this year in um, the U.S. Like, I really feel like, I don't say it's going to be the end of capitalism, but there's going to be a shift for sure. So that is that. Um, yeah. Okay, so the next chapter, the little quote at the beginning says, astrology is only as real as you are conscious. Conscious. Only as real as you are conscious. I don't know why I can't say it. So, like, sometimes I say it, but then I overthink it, and then it just all comes wrong. Um, but, yeah, this is what I was talking about um, in the Vibrations and Frequency episode about how... Um, you have to go up these levels, and that's what I was saying, like, once we become so authentically us that we're, like, Jesus at Jesus' level, then we're on level 1,000, um, then that's, like, when we are aware of everything, we are conscious of everything, you know, see, I said it right that time, because I didn't think about it, um, so that's what's so cool, yeah, so cool about astrology is that the higher that you grow, vibrationally the more you understand because the more aware you are of everything and yeah it's just like the more that you learn and so that's yeah that's what's just super cool about um about astrology like the more you know the more it all makes sense all right so this one is just about oh she had two quotes so the next quote says astrology isn't perspective the astrology isn't prescriptive it's perspective so it's not like a magic bullet that's going to solve your life and make you rich it's all about like getting you to grow so that you can change your perspective so that you can shift from a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset um okay so here we are Oh, this is the other thing that she said in the preface. She said, this is on page 15, so XV, uh, 2020 astrology hadn't happened since 1517, which is the beginning of the Protestant Reformation when Martin Luther um, put up his 95 theses. So what's cool is that like that literally revolutionized churches. Like We would not have America if it wasn't for Martin Luther doing this in 1517 um, because America was founded by Protestants and we wouldn't have that. Like we would still just be Catholics. So pretty, pretty cool stuff. Uh, Next is, um, Oh, and then she was just talking about the whole Shakespeare thing in the preface. Um, this is on page 17 that Shakespeare referenced to astrology um, in his plays. And so that's how we can also like pinpoint what um, when they were written and stuff. 
Okay, so the introduction, cosmos, just means both order and universe in Greek. Um, page three, astrology is an instrument designed to shift how to shift your perspective. So that's what we talked about at the beginning. Okay, here we go. So page four, she um, poses some questions. So I wanted to go over these. Um, how did the cycle start? So this is like when we're trying to stop cycle. So here we are right after the full moon. Um, how did the cycle start? So um, for instance, um, a cycle that... Okay, we'll talk about like relationships. So we're talking about relationships, so relationship, so let's just jump into it. So relationships, like um it's interesting like when people decide to come out of the woodwork, you know, like after you don't talk for a long time and then they just like come into your life and they're like, Oh yeah, like we're best friends, like what? And then you want to accept them because you obviously like still love them as a friend and so you want to, but like it's like where's the line? Where is the line of being forgiving, but then, like, yeah, like, where is that boundary? You know, like, how do we set that boundary? And so I really love these questions that Aliza posed. So she said, um, how did the cycle start? So you could think about that. Any relationships that you want to think about, or even, like, with yourself, like, when did I start obsessing over, over like negative things? When did I start having these negative thoughts and how long have they been with me and all that kind of stuff? Um, so why does this exist? Like, why did I even start thinking about that stuff? How did that even come up? Was it because of a movie? Was it because just how I was feeling? Like, where did these thoughts come from and then what does it mean like why do I have these thoughts so when did they when did these thoughts start what's their purpose and then Isn't that kind of like why? Like more is like what the first second one is like why do they exist and the other ones what does it mean? So yeah, so I went through that and it was just like really eye opening. And then um, still on page four, manifestation is a process of instituting change by opening a portal between the astral and physical realms. So the way that she describes it, I think it says in the last episode about how astral is like what's going on, on the inside. So like if you're doing code, code is like the backside, just like all the, the letters. And then you actually get to see something once you switch over to the design view. Um, so the physical is like the design and then the astral is like all the code. On page seven, she says, transformation isn't just possible, it's inevitable. So we're constantly changing, we're constantly doing all of these things. And so we might as well change for the better, right? Instead of just like meandering through all these paths, if we have a set path, like why not just do that? Like life's already hard enough, why make it harder for ourselves? 
Then on page 24, she says there are no coincidence, and she says this over and over again, and the acronym is TANK. So if you ever hear me say TANK, I mean there are no coincidences. Um, page 26, astro, astrology is a practice of self-love, which I really, really loved and really resonated with that because I feel like that is um, kind of like where I am. Oh, this is where we're in chapter one. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the whole self-love thing, like, I feel like that is where I am, and, yeah, I really love that about astrology, so you just get to, like, uncover more and more things, like, right now with, um, well, today the moon is in Leo, but during the full moon, the moon was in Cancer, and, um, I looked up where Cancer was on my chart, and it's in my... I believe fifth house, no, it's sixth house, sixth house, and it was cool because it's like, if you're sociable, you're, you'd be an excellent teacher, and I'm like, oh, okay, so you're saying I should have been a teacher, like, kept with it kind of thing, but then it said, but you don't do well with authority, so you're probably working from home on your own, and I'm like, whoa, like, yeah, that's me, and then how I... Um, I'm good at routines and I haven't hadn't had a routine because I was just like so against everything that I felt like related to capitalism at that point when I quit but turns out that routines are good and like they're only good for you if you if they resonate with you like my fifth house or sixth house is in cancer so yeah it's gonna resonate with me but that doesn't mean that it has to resonate with you and I feel like I had this like pushback because my moon sign is in Sagittarius and so I feel like that's why I was like oh no I don't need routines but I actually really do um let me see seven yeah this is my sixth house okay so, yeah, so it's just, like, really cool how it, it really is self-love because you have to just, like, learn more about yourself. And that's what I love about what Aliza said. Uh, I probably am going to say it later, too, but I love how she says that, um, that especially for people who feel like they take up too much space, which is how I feel a lot of the time, um, and so especially in social situations, and so then I try not to say anything at all so that I don't take up space, but then I get, then I'm upset because I'm like, no, I would wish I would have said something. So that's like what always goes on in my head. But I love what Aliza says is that with astrology, like you get to see like how you can be too much and take up all of the space in the world and there's still all that sky and that's just like so cool and she's like every little part of you is in this chart and it's cool to see like how we navigate through life with this chart and how yeah like all of our feelings all of our experiences everything is already here we just have to go and find it to better understand it so that we can better understand ourselves and that's how like it all wraps together as self-love all right chapter i mean sorry now we're on page 30 
Oh, the other thing, while well, I'm looking for um, 30, um, the other thing that I really like about uh, this book is how personal she makes it. Like, not only does she just, like, give amazing wisdom in these pages, but then she also um, gives, like, those examples from her clients, but then she, like, brings it home and really talks about herself and, like, her journey with all of this. So, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool, cool book. So page 30, she says, astrology invites you to let all of your truths exist in one place. Hey, that's exactly what I was just talking about. Um, Acknowledge your life, all your truths without judgment. And that's what we see like in the chart. Like these are your truths. And that's why people are going to see things differently because they have different truths. And that's, yeah, that's just really cool how we all view things differently and the thing is that this is what I always thought about when I was younger like my friends that were also Leos I'm like but you're really nothing like me the only thing we have like is that we were born close together but like how is that possible and like now it all makes sense that we're all unique we're not just um people based off of our sun sign we're we there's it's so intricate and there's so much that goes on and now i'm getting into like what like the conjunction and the um obstruct i don't even know right now but i'm getting better at like understanding <laughs> understanding them let me just like do this so it actually makes sense um never mind i can't even find it right now let me try one more page yeah okay yeah I was right okay conjunction opposition trying square and sextile so so yeah like everything is already there lined up for us we just have to understand it and that's what it's cool um yeah so page 31 astrology fuels self-awareness and self-awareness is the portal to self-love and self-love is the portal or the gateway to your destiny so again this is like going back to the whole jesus thing like jesus had so much self-awareness and he had so much self-love for himself and that's why he was able to fulfill his destiny like that is what he was um, put on this earth to do and he was able to do it even though it was scary and even though it must have been hard to have everybody like must have felt like the whole town was against him and that's how he ended up dying but he knew in his heart that what he was doing was the right thing so he didn't care and that is so hard to do so like that is why Jesus is the only one like how um, Justin Bieber no, no one else is like him in that regard to be to that kind of level and I feel like that is what we're striving for and that is why Jesus came to earth was to give us that example um and yeah also on page 31 she says you embrace your worth there is no distinction between your dreams and your reality so anything you desire can become your truth So again, it's like what we were talking about with that if we have the desire to do it, then that means it does belong to us. And then if we're along that journey and we realize that this actually isn't for us anymore, like we're not enjoying it anymore, then we'll shift and we'll pivot and to do something else. And then like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like either, 
either it is meant for you or your your desire will change so then you won't want it anymore like it's literally that simple okay um page oh yeah so then here on page 31 she talks about um the manifestation cafe and so i really loved it this is like a good example of the astral and physical world um so she's saying like the physical is like the plate that gets brought out to you but the astral part is like what people do in the behind the scenes like in the kitchen they like cut stuff up they um bake stuff and change the way that it is um and then you come out with a product so the astral part is the actual like doing behind the scenes stuff and then the physical is what comes into your life okay now on page 33 your personal energy is much like the universe vast profound and ever expansive so this is like what i was saying before about how when you feel like you're taking up too much space, like you have to just remember there's a whole universe out there that we can all take up all of our space and we'll be okay. Again, as long as we're not hurting anybody, as long as like we're just doing what feels right to us because the thing is that spirit wouldn't lead us to do something that would hurt others. So if it's hurting others and that's not spirit, that's ego. Page 34, one of the best ways to access the astral is by strengthening your imagination. So looking into your third eye, like cleansing your chakras, that's the best way to be able to access your astral so that you can go back there and make your beautiful creations. And the way actually that she words it, it's not that you have to go back and make it. You just have to ask God and God will provide like whatever you want. Just ask, and then God will provide. But if you ask in a weird way, like if you say, um, like, I want this meat pie, but I don't want the meat. I don't want the bread to be too burnt. I don't want um, vegetables. But it's like, okay, well, then what do you want? And so the universe like is like, you're not asking clearly. So... We don't know what you want. Um, okay, and then also on page 34, every single day your subconscious is literally shaping your reality. This one was really cool because she's talking about how the sun, it rises and sets every single day. And in this time, we are literally tweaking to the person that we are becoming. So the person that we are literally gets tweaked every single day to be more us. And the thing is, is that it could be more us unless you're tweaking it in the wrong direction and then you're more fake. And so that's like what's been like really interesting for me is like changing from this like fake person to more me. Because the thing is, and this is what I found from Monday is when... I feel like I feel like the only reason I got my PhD was to be able to tell people that I got a PhD. And then that's why like when Chris asked me a couple of weeks ago, I was like, honestly, I don't think that I want it anymore because it I I don't know why it's like when people like they're like, oh, they went to Harvard. They talk about it so much. I feel like that's how I'm with the PhD. And I like don't want to talk about it anymore because I hate when people ask me, so how's it going? And it's like, I don't really want to do it, but I don't really want to tell you because then it's like all going to blow up in my face. So 
Well, my point is, is that I feel like that's like what I have to like whip, like it's a card in my pocket to be like, no, accept me in the, in society kind of a thing. Like I'm successful because I, that's why I feel like I, it was like hiding this like witch part of myself because I feel like it isn't seen as successful in society. And so that's when I realized that I care more about what society thinks than what I care about or what I think. And that's why I love the video that I watched this morning about the cringing stuff, because it's like, if you, if people are going to say that it's cringing, they'll forget about it in a minute. They'll be like, oh, that's cringe. And then they might leave a mean comment, but who cares, you know? If they really are going to leave a mean comment, then that just means that you struck a nerve within them that they don't like about themselves, that they wish that they could be like you. And yeah, like that's just what was coming to mind this morning. So like instead of being scared, because no, no, you can't find your community if you're hiding. You have to just like be out there and be yourself. And that's how we can become also like more like Jesus, like I was talking about before. Okay, so now page 35 to break a cycle. So you need to identify it, name it, understand understand how it functions. And so you could say like what thoughts trigger these actions and what actions trigger these thoughts. And then you have to make an active intentional change in the physical and astral plane. So yeah, so this is what she was talking about. Like our psyche becomes our reality and our reality becomes our psyche. So it's like this like never ending loop. So yeah. So basically we need to like break this cycle so that we can like not be this like fake self, but actually be like our true authentic self that nobody else can be like us. So so yeah, so those are, that's like literally just the first chapter and I'm already almost an hour again and this is just I'm probably gonna like the next week just like do this every single day um because there's just so much that I want to talk about um so hopefully it won't take me two and a half weeks to film the next episode or to record the next episode uh, that I will be able to um do this again tomorrow so hopefully I'll see you then bye